Isaac Shade here, co-host of the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Join Andy Patton and me every Monday as we break down all the buzzer-beating action, conference rivalry games, and need-to-know bubble matchups ahead of the NCAA tournament. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. 2025 recruiting class could be fruitful maybe soon. The Sooners receive a future cast. We'll talk about for who on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Sooner Nation? Welcome to Locked On Sooners, and thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and that notification bell to let you know when new episodes drop. I'm John Williams. Follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. My buddy here is Josh Helmer. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh on Ref. The show is at Locked On Sooners, and today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager. That's why you got to go to LinkedIn.com for your small business. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. Terms and conditions apply. And every episode and every segment here on the Locked On Network that is recruiting focus is brought to you by LinkedIn because you can get your recruiting done on LinkedIn. We're going to talk recruiting here on Locked On. Parker Thrun, our man from OU Insider at Rivals, issued a future cast for one Kobe Sellers, a four-star cornerback out of Texas, a guy who, to me, is a very, very intriguing athlete. He played cornerback at Shadow Creek High School in Pearland, but also played some quarterback. And if you go look through his huddle highlight tape, you see an athletic dude. You see a guy that just looks like a playmaker ready to break out and uh, the Oklahoma Sooners receiving a future cast would indicate that they're trending in a very, very positive direction with junior day right now, just 10 days away. I would say so. Yeah. Future cast, probably a pretty good little indication. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, dating back the last, however many years we've always said, you know, for Oklahoma to get where they want to go, well, they got to get blue chip guys across the board defensively. Now it's sort of a crazy world we're living in to where it feels like that pendulum has swung and most of the concerns are with the offensive line for Oklahoma trying to find blue chip guys. So not surprised another uh, blue chip talent that Oklahoma's in the mix for defensively. This would be uh, a big time get for Jay Valai for Oklahoma. Our man Jay Valai, right, just got that nice little pay bump and the uh, promotional bump. And uh, that's a good thing to take out on the recruiting trail and, and sell to a, a Kobe Sellers that, look, I'm going to be around. I'm going to be coaching you for the near future. Top 150 player in this 2025 class. And obviously the 25 class, it's just taken shape. So a lot of shuffling in terms of the rankings can happen between where we're at right now and the end of this thing. But pretty good indication that, yeah, he's going to be regarded as one of the top corners in his class. And uh Oklahoma, for everything that has gone right defensively over the last couple of years, the improvements, especially early in 23, that it looked like Oklahoma was making the defensive secondary, even with the superstar in Billy Bowman coming back 
And with Peyton Bowen, I think, on the rise in that regard, a star of the future for Oklahoma, they've been giving up a lot of yards, John. So, and that's not always, hey, that's the the corners and the safeties. Uh, I mean, obviously, those are the guys that at times, yes, are getting beat. Gentry Williams, some positive things from him, obviously, this last season. It's everything in conjunction with one another. But the bottom line is the bottom line. And the bottom line is Oklahoma still has not been a great passing defense. So all of that to tell you, if you're telling me that you're bringing in a Kobe Sellers eventually and a number of other corners and safeties in this class, I say, come on down and let's compete. Yeah, Jay Blue Chip Valai going up against some big time programs in this recruitment. Let's just run down the list, something we always enjoy doing here on Locked On Sooners, just because you follow the offer sheet and it's a pretty good indication that the player is a pretty good player. Uh, has offers from Baylor, Dave Aranda, defensive guy. He's going to be highly uh, invested in finding blue chip prospects. Georgia, obviously, Oklahoma, Texas, Arizona State. Arkansas, Auburn, Florida State, Houston, Kansas, LSU, Miami, Nebraska, Oregon, Penn State, SMU, TCU, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, UNLV, USC, UTSA, and Washington. Uh, 247 Sports believes this comes down right now to, to four teams, Baylor, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Texas. These are the recruiting battles that you want to be in, the ones against the top-tier programs. I know we don't want to think of Texas as a top-tier program, but they just made the playoff. They're right now a bit of, a bit ahead. But Oklahoma is in a very, very favorable favorable position. Obviously, going up against Georgia is going to, it's going to be a battle. If Kirby Smart has his eyes on somebody, it's going to be hard to win that recruiting battle. But you're Brent Venables. You're a defensive staff that's shown the improvement from year one to year two. You've got a good recruiting coaching staff on the defensive side of the football. So it would not surprise me if you see them land this kid. Uh, you need to continue to stack blue chip classes. You talked about the defensive backfield for the Sooners and how it's still not quite where it needs to be. Well, I think it's still a group that's still developing. You know, yes, you got Billy Bowman, who is really ascending. He's, he's become an All-American player. Robert Spears Jennings kind of got his first significant run of playing time this last year. Peyton Bowen was just a true freshman. That's your safety position. And then you look at Gentry Williams, a first-year starter, battled injuries all year long. And then Woody Washington, yes, an experienced player, but he's kind of got his warts a little bit. I mean, he's a good player, but he's not a perfect player. And so you're, you're still trying to develop your defensive back group. You haven't really seen much out of Josiah Wagner and Makari Vickers and Jacoby Johnson just yet. And so while, yes, there are some things that need to get better in the past defense, I still like the group that they got. And I think it's still a group that's developing and ascending. And if you can continue to stack blue chip classes in the defensive backfield, you just added a Jeremiah Newcomb at cornerback in the 2024 cycle. You know, you added a guy, uh, oh man, who's the kid out of union that I'm going to blank on. And I apologize for that. You'll tell me about them in the comments. Um, but you, you're adding cornerback classes that will help continue to build that depth chart so that you don't, you know, see significant drop off in future years. Yes. You're adding, you know, transfer talents like a Dejan Malone. Uh, you're adding, you, you're still developing a guy like Kenai Walker, but if you can continue to get four chip or four star blue chip prospects at cornerback, I think it's going to continue to develop and we'll see, you know, in 2024, 2025, that, that past defense continue to improve. 
the the comments will have added, but it's Devin Jordan, by the way. Thank who, you very much. I apologize. That's the name you were thinking of. You know, watching uh, the tape as uh, I listen to you here, obviously uh, want to see more how how he develops on the coverage side, and uh, but the the tackling ability looks like he's. Uh, you know, ready to come up a la a Gentry Williams and stick somebody. So mm-hmm. I like that part of it. Uh, looks like somebody that uh, wants to tackle, which I think is important for great cornerbacks, right? I mean, look, you could be the, and don't get me wrong, you can get paid handsomely. If you're a sensational cover guy, you can get paid handsomely in the future. But what what separates the truly transcendent corners from the okay sensational cover guy is the guy that's a sensational cover guy that'll come downhill and hit you too and i do see some of those traits Uh, you know he looks like somebody we'll see i mean look uh, you mentioned has played quarterback i think probably if they wanted to he could he could play wide receiver if uh, they really wanted him to or you know touch the football offensively but i think returning punts uh, just watching the tape looks like uh, an obvious possibility for uh, Sellers as well, if and when he winds up a part of Oklahoma's 25 class. Yeah, I posited on uh, Locked On Center's Twitter account that this is a kid that you want to get involved somehow with his ability to throw the football, whether that's a punt return throwback or a kick return throwback, where you know a little trick play, or the wide receiver you know uh, uh, reverse, and then you have him throw it. I don't know. There's a lot of intriguing options when you have a guy that's as athletic as him. You know, you mentioned just the maybe the potential to play a little bit of wide receiver too. You don't want to do it a whole lot, you know, mixing and matching and, and having a guy flip sides. You wanted to put him in a position and develop him. But some of those highlights from what he did as a quarterback, you you got to figure out a way to get the ball in the guy's hands. He's just too dynamic and too athletic. And you'll see that if he intercepts the ball or, you know, on a punt return, or again, with some of his quarterback tape, the first highlight he has on his quarterback tape is like, he's dead to rights on the pass rush. And he has this crazy spin move and just leaves the dude in the dust. So Kobe sellers, please come to Oklahoma. We're very excited about this future cast. Hope it, hope it ends up being a commitment and then a signing. Cause I think he'd make a great addition uh, to the Oklahoma Sooners question have the Oklahoma Sooners done enough in the transfer portal for us to feel confident about where they're heading in 2024? We'll try to answer that coming up next on Locked On Sooners. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? Well, LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and may not have the time or resources to hire. So that's why you go to LinkedIn. The process is intuitive, quick, and easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. 
March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Oklahoma Sooners have made some moves in the transfer portal. It's been fruitful for them. But at the same time, you've got the Michigan job, or not the Michigan job, maybe the Michigan job. You've got the Alabama job that opened up allowing the transfer portal to open for 30 days. You have the Arizona job that opened up that allowed the transfer portal to open for 30 days. Same with Washington. Jim Harbaugh is taking interviews in the NFL. That could create another swath of players that could be available to the Oklahoma Sooners in the transfer portal if they so wish to pursue them. But the question that we're going to ask here, Josh, is have they done enough in the transfer portal thus far to make you feel comfortable about how they address their needs going into 2024. Obviously time will tell on this front. I'm going to lean. No. And the, the reason I say that is I don't know that Oklahoma to me found enough impactful transfers. I mean, they went and they, they filled positions of need right at tight end along the offensive line, but I need to see Fabechi Wewu as a legitimate, impactful starter on a very good Oklahoma offensive line, right? I need to see Spencer Brown as an impactful starter on a very good Oklahoma offensive line. I think they found a star wide receiver in Deion Burks, but to me, Bauer Sharp, I, I don't know, right? I don't know that that's somebody that definitively helps Oklahoma this next season. Sam Franklin, similar story for me there. I don't know that he definitively helps Oklahoma next season. So I feel like maybe you just found some guys to fill spots on the roster. I don't know that, and not that every year you're going to, but there's some programs around the country that they found eight guys that are going to be legitimate impact performers, game changers for them, right? And I don't know that Oklahoma found that. Caden Woolard comes in with production, but is he going to be one of Oklahoma's top four or five edge guys? I don't know that definitively yet going into this. I like Casey Thompson for what he brings to the quarterback room. I think that's a sneaky addition uh, in terms of the importance for Oklahoma. But uh, I guess what I'm saying is, I don't know if Oklahoma found stars out of the transfer portal. And it sounds like Lance Hurd, we're still sort of in the, I don't know, probably that one people feel like is swinging Tennessee's direction, but you hear all sorts of things on that. That would be the cherry on top where all of a sudden I think you, you look at it and say, okay, this is a really good now offensive line haul for Oklahoma. Des Malone, John, if you could sit here and tell me that he's a starter, and an impact guy for Oklahoma at corner or a definitive rotation guy, which probably he's going to have a good chance to be that. But if he goes out and picks off four passes next season and has a couple of plays that maybe win you a pair of SEC games, okay, well, now we're talking. But I'm just not there yet with this group. Yeah, you know, I, I look at the offensive line, and I think of it and, – and I think of the additions as, okay, Spencer Brown – 
Michael Tarkin. They kind of feel more like the McCade Mattire kind of level of addition, you know, a solid player, someone who's going to, he's not going to kill you, you know, week in, week out, snap to snap, but may, may not have the, the ceiling that a guy like Tyler Guyton had, you know, but that could be Fabechi Wewu. That could be, you know, an ascending player who was, you know, an, a freshman All-American and an all-conference player in the AAC at, you know, North Texas's first season in the American. So that that player could be a, a star, but again, he's making the jump from the American to the SEC. So that that's going to be a significant talent difference in which he's facing. Uh, but the offensive line hall, otherwise, it's just like, we'll see. We'll see how it all comes together because so much of it's going to depend on how well it meshes and, and, and will, you know, Troy Everett or Josh Bates be an impact player at center that helps, you know, Tarkin at guard and Wee woo at guard, uh, you know, Spencer Brown, can he take his game to the next level? Because I mean, Michigan state wasn't a great team this last year and he was a starter on that team. So, I mean, was he a good starter? I, I mean, possibly, but I think it just falls in, in the solid realm, you know, I'm yet to to feel great about it. I think you hit the nail on the head with, you know, Dion Burks, that that's a, a potential star in the making for the Sooners, especially if he is able to take over one of those, you know, wide receiver roles. Maybe it's the slot wide receiver spot and take over for Drake Stoops there. I think you found a game breaker at that spot. Uh, some, you know, Drake Stoops was fantastic and he was able to make a lot of big plays for you. If you can get the kind of a similar level of consistency out of a guy like Dion Burks, I mean, it might take your offense to another level. Uh, and then I, I I like the idea of Sam Franklin. I think it's a solid addition given Javante Barnes injury issues that he dealt with all year. And who knows when he's going to be right, you know, medically, uh, will he be right for the 2024 season? That's a great question for, I think everybody's going to be interested in that. And so I think Sam Franklin provides you a nice, like solid backup addition, similar to a Tommy Walker, but maybe with a little bit of, you know, bigger game breaking ability. Uh, you know, the dude had like 30 something carries over 15 or 10 yards and you know 22 carries over 20, uh, 15 yards average 6.3 yards per carry obviously he's making a big jump and then i think you're right about the the tight end group it it feels solid uh, but you know do you do you think you're going to get more production than what you got this past year I, I would assume i would hope so but i don't think it's necessarily going to give us that same level of production that you got from Braden Willis which really opened up your offense so yeah i'm i'm still kind of unsure i think they've added really good depth i think they've added really nice floor pieces where you had needs but it doesn't feel like you've got you know a future first rounder along the offensive line uh that you've added maybe Dion burks uh, to me he's kind of the the best quote-unquote player that you've added in the portal um but I, yeah i would love to see them do maybe a little bit more and, and take advantage maybe of some of these job openings that have opened the portal up and kind of release some talent back into the portal with the understanding that not every transfer portal edition is of the same variety, right? I mean, there's there's levels to what you're trying to add to your roster out of the transfer portal. And it's it's why you evaluate certain positions and situations differently, right? I mean, that's why you can feel good about the addition of Casey Thompson because Casey Thompson in this transfer portal hall is not being brought in to be a starting quarterback or even necessarily a definitive backup quarterback for Oklahoma, right? So you can feel good about that. So with that out of the way, let me ask you just this question and, and elevator speech this for me as best you can, okay? Philosophically, when you think transfer portal, what are you looking for out of it? 
So more often than not, you're just looking for, you know, a solid floor and, and hoping honestly that you're, you know, the guys that you've brought in through the recruiting ranks through the high school ranks are either going to compete with that or elevate themselves above that. And you're able to start that guy that you were really highly, you, you thought highly of and brought in through the high school ranks. So I'm thinking of a guy, you know, like Adipoja Adibuari. Okay. We saw quite a bit of him this year, not a lot, but he's a five-star player that you, you expect to take a step and be a big time impact player for you. Well, you brought in Caden ruler as well. Well, you, the hope is that PJ is the guy and Caden is kind of a rotational piece. If it's the other way around, okay, you've got a solid floor in Caden Woolard as you continue to develop PJ out of Uh, the same could be said, you know, at, um, you know, at cornerback. Okay. With Des Malone. Okay. You've got a solid piece a veteran that's played a lot of snaps that gives you a little bit of insurance. If, you know, Gentry Williams continues to get hurt or, you know, gives you just more depth or, if guys like Jacoby Johnson and Makari Vickers ascend, then Des Malone just kind of falls a little bit to the tertiary, but it just gives you solid floor pieces that make you not have to rely on freshmen and sophomores to be starters or, you know, play 600, 600, 700 snaps for you, but you can continue to just be patient in your development a little bit. And I think the same thing is true along the offensive line. Yeah, Spencer Brown, he may not have you know a first round draft pick ceiling on on his in his future. He might. Uh, same with a guy like Michael Tarkin. I think they're solid additions that allow you time to continue to develop the young pieces that you have in place. And if those young pieces you have in place, like a Heath Ozida, uh, Jake Taylor, uh, Jacob Sexton, uh, you know some of these guys, Logan Howland if they prove to be a better option kind of like last year where you had Caleb Schaefer in, in town, you brought him in from Miami of Ohio through the transfer portal. And it was Caden green that ended up being a better option for you at left guard than him or Troy Everett. So that's kind of what you're looking at. Like, okay. It's like break glass in case of emergency, sort of a situation. Like if our, our young guys aren't ready to take that step, we feel good because we've brought in some veteran pieces through the portal that give us solid floors. Uh, if even if they don't have the same ceiling, I know that's a longer elevator speech than this is the, the ride to the 99th floor here. I'm not good at elevator speeches, um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. This might be where I'm a little nuts and I'll be brief here, but philosophically, and maybe I didn't present this the proper way philosophically to me, best case scenario, perfect world, you're getting all conference, what you perceive to be all SEC, all conference performers out of the transfer portal. So when we ask the question, has OU done enough in the portal? I look at it and say, I think there's one guy in Deion Burks that I feel confident today saying is an all SEC performer next season. So that's sort of the lens. If I can, like, if you hear this and you say, why is he being so hard on this transfer portal hall? That's the lens with which I'm evaluating it. Yeah. And, and that's a fair lens, I think, because you don't want to just add players just to add players all the time. You want to be looking for the Adonai Mitchell, you know, that Texas brought in at wide receiver and, and was a big time player for them, made big plays uh, throughout the 2023 season. That's kind of what you're looking for. 
Looking ahead to 2024, we got some early bowl projections from 247 Sports. We'll talk about that coming up next on Locked On Sooners. The divisional round, it is upon us. The NFL regular season, obviously, it's over. But uh, the NFL playoffs, they're, they're smack dab. We're living it. And that means that there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets. That's guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. So no better time than now to get in on the action. The app, super easy to use. They've got a number of different ways to bet, such as their live same-game parlays. And, oh, by the way, their parlay hub is awesome. It's the best way to find popular parlays. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies, they are running out of antibiotics, such as amoxicillin, right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. Scary stuff. Do not like that. And I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than my loved one, my number one, my fiance, Amanda, or somebody else in my family that I love where a supply chain issue keeps them from life-saving medication that they need. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff, believe me, it can happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than right now today. Go to jacemedical.com. Use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. And again, thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 season is a little over eight months away. It's too far. I'm excited already. It's going to be a banner year for college football, although it's going to be a weird year. No Pac 12. Uh, you know, the big 10 is going to look different. SEC is going to look different. The big 12 is going to look different, but we're going to get a 12 team playoff uh, in 2024 and two, four, seven sports believes the Oklahoma Sooners will miss said playoff in their early bowl projections. They have the Sooners landing in the Dukes Mayo bowl facing the Miami hurricanes. Now what's interesting here is four SEC teams are going to make the playoff according to 247 sports projections josh you want to take a take a guess at which four teams make the playoff four sec teams i mean georgia alabama you got those two no alabama no bama gosh and oklahoma's oklahoma's not in georgia texas uh, tennessee and old miss uh no tennessee but Ole yes, Miss Georgia, sure. Ole Miss, and Texas. Who am I missing? LSU? LSU. They're, they're believers in the LSU Tigers, though I'm not 
quite sold on LSU after losing their thousand yard rusher, their Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, and, and their head coach to the Michigan Wolverines. Receivers, and maybe your head coach to the Michigan Wolverines. Obviously, things change if uh, that happens. But no, I mean, okay, I get it. Oklahoma's turning over their offensive line, new quarterback, new coordinators on both sides of the ball. But I mean, it's going to be a gauntlet. That schedule did not do them any favors going into 2024. At the same time, if they get to November and they have one or, you know, maybe two or fewer losses, I mean, they're going to be right in the mix. So they'll be right there. But landing in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, to me, that puts them kind of like an eight win team. And that that would be a bit disappointing, even though you are turning over so much of that offensive side of the ball, in particular, the offensive line. I think there's just still so enough talent there for this to be at least a nine, 10 win team, even in the sec. I think it's a failure. If Oklahoma doesn't make the 12 team college football playoff. And if you want to call it an 11 team college football playoff, because you're, you're given the one group of five bid out there. Okay, fine. But you're not one of the top 11 teams in America with Billy Bowman coming back, with Danny Stutzman coming back, with Woody Washington coming back, with uh, all this time between now and next season to get your five-star quarterback, Jackson Arnold, up to speed, with some changes offensively with your new co-offensive coordinators in Seth Luttrell, in Joe John Finley, with your new defensive coordinator in Zach Alley. I know that there's transition there, both sides of the football, but there's reasons for optimism. Optimism for... uh, Oklahoma on both sides of the football because of said transition. And then the fact to me that, again, you got those guys coming back that are stars for you. There's continuity there, even while you have transition elsewhere. It's going to be hard for any season to be regarded as a success for Oklahoma if you don't get into the college football playoff in the expanded format going forward. So, okay, SEC, tough, challenging schedule, probably got the short end of the stick in that regard as compared to really everybody else in the SEC, but it is what it is, right? I mean, this is the world you're living in, and Oklahoma needs to be able to go win 9-10 games against this schedule and get into the college football playoff. Yeah, there's no crying in football. You cannot you know, blame the schedule. You're Oklahoma. You just got to go win football games, and you got to put yourself in a position to do that. With Nick Saban leaving, that kind of opens the door for you to kind of take a step up. You don't have to worry about big, bad Bama. Yeah, Kalen DeBoer is a good head coach, but I think there's going to be some transition there that takes place, and they may not be ready to uh, claim the SEC title next year. Obviously, Georgia, LSU, they're going to be tough, but I don't think LSU is going to be everything that everybody's expecting. Remember, this was a defense that was pretty bad. Yeah, they added you know uh, Blake Brown, Blake Baker, um, from Missouri who helped their defense improve quite a bit, but I just don't know if they're going to be ready to be so good that their offense can rely upon them to win football games. Uh, obviously Texas, I think is going to be pretty good, but again, they've got pieces that they've got to replace too. So to me, yeah, man, the playoffs should be the expectation. Uh, obviously, you know, you listen to Gay Burkich, he's right on like conference championships at Oklahoma. That's the expectation when you've won 50 of them, it doesn't matter if you're in the Big 12, the Big 8, you know, the Southland Conference, the the you know, they never play in the Southland, but you know the you know the SEC it doesn't matter. You're you're expected to win conference titles. And so it would be obviously it would be a disappointment if Oklahoma didn't win the SEC, but it'd be a major disappointment if they did not make the 12 team playoff. Yeah, they've got things they got to figure out. So does every team in college football. 
that's the reality of college football. You got to transition every single year. You've got time. You've got to figure it out. You've added talent in the transfer portal. You've got a five-star quarterback. You've added a Zach Alley that should help kind of streamline your defensive process a little bit. You added a Seth Luttrell that you hope will make your offense a little bit tougher and, and kind of more SEC ready. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it, it's going to be tough, man. You go to the Duke's Mayo Bowl, and, man, I feel like that's that's – you know, I don't care if you win the Duke's Mayo Bowl. It it would be a disappointment even just going. Um, yeah. Look, I love mayo on my sandwich. I am uh, one of those people. I, I got a little European in me, I guess. I'll have French fries with mayo. I Sometimes. don't care to see Brent Venables take a mayo bath. Disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Miss me with that. That would not be a good time. I'm sure he would, he would, uh, you know, play along and, and be a good sport about it, but it would feel like a, a bit of a letdown uh, to go there with the the expectations that Oklahoma has. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Thanks so much for tuning in and being a part of the show. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're free and available on all podcast platforms and YouTube. Hit that subscribe button to let you know when new episodes drop. Follow Josh on Twitter at Josh on Ref, myself at John Nine Williams. You can also hear Josh Monday through Friday from nine to noon on the KRF Sports app as well. You can read my work covering the Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at USAtodaysports.com. But until next time, he's Josh. I'm John Boomer Sooner. <laughs>